0: Welcome back, Phone Pros. On this one, I have Kendra Lee of the KLA Group. We talk about doing business during challenging times. Our job as sales professionals, prospecting now that we're working from home and on the phone, it's not to leverage or take advantage of fear. It's to show that there's light at the end of the tunnel and how we can help our prospects now. Let's stand together as a community of one. Compassion before commission. Let's get dialed in. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon this is your podcast we're changing the perception of telesales we're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission we're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson when we take care of the person the calls take care of themselves your call is very important to us. all right i'm so glad to have kendra lee here today hi kendra how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great jake thank you for having me it's a yeah. pleasure
0: Thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, yeah, so for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I run an organization called KLA Group, and we help our clients get more customers. We run their lead generation for them, and we teach them how to prospect more effectively. So We're all about how do you go and find and get those customers.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about that, like, uh, prospecting and right now, uh, you know, we're at a challenging time. So, uh, for those that are struggling and, uh, you know, tell, tell us a little bit how, how you might be able to go about helping them.
1: Well, what we do from a prospecting perspective is train and coach. Mm -hmm. And right now, what I would say is we still have to prospect. The first inclination would be, oh, my gosh, we can't. Everybody's busy. They're trying to figure out how to work remotely and what's going on in the environment. But, you know, your job is prospecting. So we still have to do it. I think we just have to do it a little bit differently. So we would coach and train around that. (laughs)
0: Right, right. And so um, how do you think we might have to do it differently? Do you think social selling is is just as effective right now? And um, I mean, I think people are probably picking up their phones a lot more right now with more time on their hands and just, you know, a missed call might be a missed opportunity. And uh, I'm thinking that a lot of people are a little bit more receptive than usual right now.
1: I think we pick up the phone, absolutely, because this is one of those times where people need to connect with other people, especially Mm -hmm. since we're in this social isolation. Um, So, being able to talk with someone, and perhaps if the person that you're talking with isn't accustomed to working remotely, this may be something that makes them feel more connected. So, I'm with you. I think we still, Absolutely, pick up the telephone without a doubt.
0: Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, especially in uh, in B two B, there's there's huge opportunity here right now, um, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, as far as um, you you know, you've you've written a couple of books and things like that. Um, Tell me, you know, what what are what with everything going on and you know your past experience? What are you most excited about right now?
1: I'm excited because I. think this could show businesses a new way of doing business. It's causing everyone to have to think creatively about how we're going to work with a distributed workforce, you know, everybody being remote, and how can we still deliver our services? How do our services shift and everybody's being forced into it instead of saying, Oh yeah, someday we're going to have online training for college mm-hmm. and it'll be a bigger portion of our, um, of our portfolio. Now all of a sudden everybody in a university is having to figure it out. Right. You know, restaurants. Yep. We opened up that takeout. Now everybody wants to do takeout if the restaurants are still open. Yeah. Um, You know, in B2B, we're used to having everybody in the office or being able to go out on site to launch our solution with a client. We do a lot with high-tech companies, and they're used to being able to go out on site to look and see how people are doing things, facilitate meetings, and they can't anymore. So to me, it just presents this huge opportunity for a shift in how they're doing business.
0: Right. For sure. And so I, uh, you know, you said it right there, like the online trainings and stuff like that. I mean, that that's so important right now. And and it's yep. things that, you know, we should have been doing all along, but we didn't do. And, you know, not to beat ourselves up. But now is the time to take action.
1: Exactly. And your your clients are being forced into thinking about it, all your prospects. So it's a great opportunity to have a whole different type of conversation with them. They're definitely worried about how will they keep doing business and will this be a long-term economic downturn? I mean right. those worries don't go away. Exactly. Your job when you're prospecting isn't just to leverage or or <laughs> take advantage of that fear. It's also to show them that there's potentially a light at the end of the tunnel and you can help them now and most likely as they make that shift.
0: Right. Yeah. And, I, and our employees are watching us too. And they're looking to see how are we going about through this transition and how are we looking out for their best interests? Cause I fully believe that our employees are number one. We we say a lot, you know, put customers first, but how are we going to put customers first if we don't put our employees first?
1: Yep. Yes. So that communication with your staff is very important, even more so now because you can't see them. So, you know, reaching out and making sure they're comfortable and and they know what they're doing and their questions are answered is absolutely important.
0: Right, and let's say I'm a leader and I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm I'm really struggling with trusting my employees to get their work done, and you know how do I track um, the right types of performance through this remote experience? How might you help me track and overcome some of these challenges that I'm having mentally to transition?
1: Mm-hmm. As a sales leader, if you're already using contact management tools, mm. you actually have the tools that you can use and pull the reports to see who is doing what. Right. So if you don't have those set up or you're not sure what they should be, that's absolutely an area that we can help with is helping you define what are the metrics that you should be monitoring you can still have your team meetings. You're, you should still be checking in on, you know, are your salespeople making the calls? Are they connecting with people? All the things you would do in the office, it's just you're now doing it remotely.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. And, and so to be able to track, you know, the, at the end of the day, results and numbers don't lie, you know, and, and to really just ease up and, and take a deep breath and take, take a look at what you have and, you know, the importance of being able to, to sustain it. Um, because, you know, if you don't, then the employees are going to look for companies that do. So now's yeah. the time to really start taking this uh, into another perspective of being ready. So once, once you've established this remote experience, you may find that it's even better and you have less overhead and you may not even want to go back into the normal office routine. If you get, if you get this um, old down well.
1: Well, and that's what I was saying. I think it's going to present new opportunities for clients and and for companies. Our business has always been 100% remote. Our staff is all over the country, and we've hired where we have found the talent. Um, and it just opens up a whole new way of thinking and new opportunities for a company, especially in sales, because a lot of sales can be done over the phone, yeah. through email, through LinkedIn. You know, we've got lots of technology tools that we use. And look at us. Here we are, you yeah. know, talking remotely through voiceover IP, you know, we're using the internet. So just lots of opportunities that I think business owners will start to think differently about their businesses.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're they're forced to at this point, you know, it's like um in and just being able to transition and uh, and doing it in a manner of which is professional and and uh, and and again, employees are looking at them to guide them through this tough time.
1: Well, and you know what, salespeople will learn a new skill. You know, yeah. if they have not been doing anything more than typically calling, they've not been on video with a client or a prospect before. They're going to learn new skills too, and it's fun. I think it's just, it's fun. I'm having a blast. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, so as far as like um, some of the lead generation and sales prospecting um, and types of services that you offer, um, walk, walk me through that part of your business. Like how do you, how do you go about doing that?
1: Absolutely. On the lead generation side, we are typically working with the business owners or whoever manages their marketing, often it could be the sales and marketing manager, and we identify what their lead generation strategy should be, and then we help them with implementing it. Um, Usually email campaigns are part of that. Um, Events, right now they would be um, web-based, helping them to promote those and get them out there. Um, social coaching around how can you use social media, what types of LinkedIn campaigns might you do, search engine optimization so your website is optimized, search engine marketing. If you want to do Google ads, let's get ourselves visible for people who are searching for help, um, as well as website development. Time to update our website. So, we help in all aspects around how are you going to get more customers to create those marketing qualified leads that then get passed to your salesperson or your salespeople to follow up and see if they can convert them to that first appointment. So, that's what we do on the lead generation side. And then on prospecting, we actually do virtual training where we train salespeople or business owners who are doing the selling, Mm -hmm. how to prospect and sell more effectively. And that we do over a period of weeks where they can go out and practice a new skill after each virtual training and then come back and say, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. Can you help me with that? So we're there every step of the way with them to help them. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, so what? Uh, what made you uh, go out and start this business, or just getting sales in general?
1: I have always been a new business development salesperson since I got into sales. Um, I started KLA because I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, I knew I wanted my own business. It wasn't until I'd had two different sales roles where I was doing new business development that I figured out what the business should be. Mm -hmm. What I discovered was in both companies I had worked for, my management team had come to me and said, hey, will you train our other salespeople how to do new business development like you do. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went out to clients then, my my customers at that time, and I said, hey, if I were to start a company that would help your salespeople um, get more customers, would you prefer that we consulted and put together a plan that they could implement, or would you prefer that we train them? And they said, oh, train them. And so we started in training. Oh, wow. And it wasn't, we work with companies that are between a million and 85 million in annual revenue. So smaller companies. And it wasn't until we started trying to train them that we discovered that companies did not actually go do Mm -hmm. what we were training them in for lead generation because we used to have a lead generation training program. So that's when we said, oh, we better do this for them and got into doing the lead generation for them, but still training them how to prospect effectively.
0: Right, got it. So, so it's a lot of uh, filling the top of the funnel activities. Yep,
1: yes. And what we find is we work with clients and they start filling the top of the funnel, then suddenly they're not converting those opportunities as right. fast or as well. And so then we'll start to work with them on what do you need to do once you've got the opportunity in the funnel. But our big goal is let's get lots of opportunities in that pipeline and right. then let's get them converted.
0: Right. So you're helping track, uh, you know, time from it's entered the, the funnel to, you know, closing or, you know, tracking. Are you tracking why um, like close loss as well?
1: Yes. With clients, yeah. they're tracking it because they're the ones yeah. that have the sales team. But what our recommendation is, is that you track, the marketing qualified leads that convert to sales qualified. So I got my first appointment and then from first appointment to second appointment, because now it's actually entered the sales pipeline. Right. Then from there, how many of opportunities that entered the pipeline convert to a proposal? How many of the proposals close won or close lost? So we want to see it all the way from I got a marketing qualified lead to it was won or lost.
0: Got it. Okay. And um, so I was looking at uh, kind of your bio on LinkedIn, and it said uh, accountant turned hunter. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: (laughs) My career started in accounting. Yeah. uh, And I was actually good at it and enjoyed it. But I felt like there was something more that I could be doing. And and I wanted something different. And one of my colleagues came up and he said, you know, I think you'd be really good in sales. And I hadn't even thought about it. Yeah. So I went to, um, at the time I was working for IBM. And I went to my boss and I said, you know, I think I'd like to try sales. He said, okay, we'll send you off to talk to a sales manager. And they sent me off and I went. And the first thing the manager did is he said, oh, every salesperson has to take a test to see if they're good enough to be a rep. Oh, wow. So I sat down to take the test. It was an engineering test.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: I was an accountant. Right. I did not do well on the engineering test. Wow. <laughs> so I went back and went back to being an accountant but there came a period where IBM said you know we've got way too many people who are in overhead positions and yeah. so anybody who wants to go into sales raise your hand and we'll let you go into sales with the caveat that if you are not successful then you have you're out of the company oh well wow. and i was young enough and i thought eh, what the heck raised my hand and that's when I got into sales. New business development has always been my passion. I yeah. like talking to new companies about the problems that they have or the mm. hopes and dreams, what they're trying to accomplish. So that's where I went.
0: Do you think, do you think putting yourself in a position where it was sink or swim helped you be so successful in that role where you had to make it happen or you lost your job or what Absolutely.
1: do you think? Yeah. Yes, it did. Um, and I made it by the skin of my teeth the first year. I mean, literally it was like days till the end of the year when I made it, you know, December 27th, 28th, 29th, it was somewhere in there. Um, And I got done with that and I said, yeah, I'm not doing this again. There's got to be a better way to find leads. And that's when I really sat back and said, okay, I've got to apply what I know, which at the time, of course, was accounting and process. And I have to come up with a strategy to prospect and generate leads on my own because I didn't get any support from the company there.
0: Right. Well, it sounded like they didn't have much of a process and it sounded like it was kind of a, it's like, here's a football, figure out how to throw it and play catch, you know?
1: It was because I didn't have one of their specialty industries, you know, they were big in manufacturing at the time. And (laughs) Jake, I had bowling alleys, daycare centers, insurance agencies, I had nine different industries Mm. and they weren't the main line that IBM was going after. So even the marketing that they were doing was not touching my accounts, any of my, you know, my target industries. Right. So, that's when I sat back and I said, well, if they're not going to market for me, I'm going to figure out ways yeah, to do it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, I mean, um, a lot of sales reps, they don't understand marketing has more to do than just make sure you have a bunch of leads. Like they have to handle the recruiting ads, the website, this, like the whole company overall message. And that's that's one thing that attributed to my success as a rep at a tech sales company was I didn't rely on marketing to give me any lead. And if, and if they did, that was icing on the cake.
1: It's gravy. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly right. And and when I speak on lead generation, I still have sales reps responsible for 25% of their own leads. I just feel when you get a marketing qualified lead, a lead comes off the website or it comes from an email campaign, you still have to be able to use those prospecting skills to convert it from somebody who said they were interested into a real sales qualified lead. And the only way you can do that is if you retain your prospecting skills.
0: Right. Yeah, you got, you got to, it's a, you know. Um, so having put yourself in that position to learn and grow. Um, so the message here definitely is you have. To, so from beginning of the time we started this podcast to where we are now is you can't be afraid to put yourself in a position to learn and grow.
1: Absolutely. And there's always something new that you can try, you know, you look at the situation we're in now and people might say, oh my gosh, I, I don't dare prospect. It's like, of course you do. You just get out there and try. What's the worst that could happen? You know, and that was the way I looked at it. What's the worst that could happen? I make it by the skin of my teeth in the last three days or I don't make it and I go find something different, but you'll make right. it. You right.
0: Yeah, and it even helps even more if, uh, if what you sell you truly love and you're passionate about it. Obviously, you have yeah. a deep-rooted conviction and it just becomes easier. Not that sales is easy, but it just helps it, the prospecting part of it because you have this conviction of I got to go out here and tell everybody and uh you know when you have that 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 helps even more.
1: Yes. You I believe you have to Feel comfortable and confident about what you are selling, and believe in it, just like you said.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, so, so Kendra, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and your journey. Uh, where can people find you?
1: My website, or our website, I should say, Group dot com. You can find us there, and. Plethora of information around prospecting, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about, as you can tell. Yeah. Or, of course, on LinkedIn at Kendra Lee. Um, go look me up. I'd love to connect with different people and hear what they're doing in prospecting as well.
0: For sure. And I'll be dropping all these links in the show notes. so be looking there. And Kendra, anything that I didn't ask but should have?
1: I think. For a parting comment, I would say don't be discouraged mm. as we're in these uncertain times. Yeah. You know, things are absolutely going to bounce back. This is this is a blip in the overall time and you've got a lot of value that you can bring to the people that you talk to. So just go have good conversations and if they're not yes. ready to do something right now, they will be ready at some point and they're going to remember the level of conversation that you brought to them. So just go talk to people.
0: There, there, you said it right there. That's great. Yeah. Just um, Kim Baldo was on the show and he said, dial for dialogue. Just dial it, yeah. for the conversation. Yeah.
1: It is for the conversation because that's where you're starting the relationship with someone.
0: Yeah. They
1: may not be ready to have an appointment today, right? but maybe they will be in three months. Maybe they will be in January or next June, but before you know it, it's like January or next June. And they may remember you if you've dialed and had that fabulous dialogue.
0: Absolutely, I love that. that. Yes, (laughs) that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Kendra. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me, Jake. This was such fun. (laughs)
0: Yes, thank you. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. i love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time.